0: talk podcast okay um, great um, to have you here maria from uh, talking hands a great startup uh we know each other from uh, i think last year uh from frankfurt um and yeah um, really excited to talk about talking Hands. it's a hands it's a very unusual i would say startup in our uh, guest line so uh, tell us all about it what is talking hands
1: Um, Talking Hands is a company that was founded two years ago um, by Laura and me, and our goal was to create um, a way for little children who cannot speak yet or just can't speak in general um, to find a way for them to communicate with everyone else And so the way to do that is um, by using sign language, but there wasn't really that much material out there that would teach children in a fun way how how to use sign language in their daily life. So we created Talking Hands and we transformed individual signs into little flip books so, um, children could use the flip books, flip through the books, see how the how the sign, how the movement of the sign is is working, and then, just just do it themselves.
0: Okay, exciting. Uh, how how did you come up with the idea? You know, what is your background? You know, why what what did you do before before talking hands then?
1: Um, Laura and I we both studied communication design here in Frankfurt so we we know each other from college and our background is basically being graphics designers. Um, so we're we we did not actually have that much to do or I didn't have that much to do with the, with the whole topic but Laura's little no, Laura's big sister has down syndrome her name is Shami and uh for children with down syndrome um sign language is very beneficial because they get the chance to communicate with everyone else around them even though they can't speak yet um so that's kind of why the topic was very close to our heart and that's why um laura started creating those little flip books in college um to to find a way to make it easier for all kids
0: that is very exciting okay um so uh, you had this idea uh and i remember from from the talks before from the pictures that i've heard before i found it uh, but i think our audience would be uh, very much interested in uh how you approached kind of a prototype of your first product can you uh, elaborate on that how how did you how did the yeah. first books came to life maybe
1: yeah um talking hands was actually the graduation project of laura and um, so she kind of just created the first 100 books um that used words like um, mama papa um, drinking eating toilet um, all the words that little kids need um and then she transformed them into the first 100 flipbooks and gave them to an inclusive kindergarten here in Frankfurt and they loved it so much uh they were you didn't even need to explain to them what these flipbooks were or how to use them they just kind of the, the children understood immediately um used the books and and started to you know, to to do the signs and show each other. and we're super proud of of being able to do the sign and and showed it to everyone else and the parents as well. And so that kindergarten was so excited about the whole project that they said, well, we would actually like some more flipbooks and we're going to show this to all the other kindergartens that we know. And then and then there were kind of more and more emails coming in from other, kitas and kindergartens that said, oh, we heard you're doing this uh, project. We were also really interested. When can we have the books? But at that point, there were only those hundred books that, that one kindergarten had. So at that point, Laura asked me um, if I was interested in just kind of, yeah, well, creating Talking Hands with her and and make sure that every kindergarten who wants to work with the flipbooks can actually do that
0: well exciting in terms of uh, in terms of okay uh, we now understand you know uh, the birth of the idea the birth of the company in terms of uh, jumping uh, straight ahead to now uh, how big is your company what is the what is you know in terms of the team and in terms of the product can you elaborate on you know maybe some numbers that will be interesting
1: yeah well so last year in september um Jacob who is our CTO now joined the team as a co-founder um and we have five other girls who um work with us as working students and interns who really have helped us a lot um so right now we're a team of eight people and um Jacob, asked the CTO, you might wonder why would we need a CTO if we just do books, but um, we're creating an app as well that's actually going to come out next month um, because we wanted to make sure that if you're on the road or if you just don't, don't, don't have the capacity to store that many little tiny books, then you can just download the app and um, learn sign language on your app um kind of also in a in a fun way because we will integrate lots of gamification applications and and have lots of fun games for kids to play um yeah
0: yeah cool uh so uh so basically the team is uh uh or the staff is not that big right so i'm as i'm saying, like three people on on like a like a, a permanent payroll and couple of yeah so, so five uh like working stu- students kind of contracts so uh, you must, you guys uh, must not have like a, such a big burn uh, burn rate, right? So uh, how how are you financed in terms of you are selling the books? What is your like? Uh, what is your you know share between maybe uh, not the actual numbers, but uh, you know what is what is your like uh, financial uh, situations?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we're very careful with money. I would say maybe even more care- careful than other startups because we try to only spend the money we really have to because we started out just bootstrapping um, and came up with the money for the first edition of Talking Hands by ourselves um, and that I think that's why we were kind of you know always really looking at okay what do we really have to spend and, and we didn't really pay ourselves anything for the first year so we were we were super careful um, with how we would spend money, and then, um, but, but of course, our, our we sell our books, so it's not like we're creating a software that doesn't bring in any money. So right from the beginning, with the first edition that we sold, we, you know, we kind of made a small profit that we could then use for the second edition, and that's kind of how we slowly grew and then we did um we had a small seed round the beginning of this year to just make sure that um we were we were well prepared for all the expensive that the app might bring in and and just have have a cash flow that wouldn't give us nightmares um so we wouldn't have to worry about that um so we're just um yeah and also because we're such a small team of course now we 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 do get a small salary not, nothing crazy but we're just not crazy spenders I guess um sometimes maybe a little too careful because when you when you think about marketing um marketing is always super expensive we've we've had a we've had a few rounds with influencer marketing and of course we do google ads and then we're always like, oh, should we really spend that much money? <laughs> because are we sure we're gonna get it back uh, in terms of of sales? But um, but also with with you know with marketing spending, we've kind of just taken baby steps and just kind of saw, oh, okay, this kind of works. Okay, next round, we'll we'll just spend a little more on on this marketing area, and then we got it back in sales. So it's um. So it's it's been it's been going okay, but we're not burning any money. We've we up until this day. We're now, we we actually have our two year anniversary this month in October because, um, that's when we signed the contracts two years ago, and we haven't burnt any money yet. I hope it's just going to stay that way. Maybe at some point we'll we'll have to, but um.
0: So you're telling yeah. me you've never been uh, uh um in a negative cash flow uh. uh, casual, uh a month in your life in in the two years of the of the company wow
1: yes that is very unusual for
0: the for a setup wow
1: but it's i think it's because you know our we mostly sell our books in the in the big box which consists Mm -hmm. of 100 books and that's we sell it for 250 euros so you know when we we, i mean if you just sell four boxes a day it's still like a thousand euros and and I guess other companies who maybe start out with an app that that's based on a subscription model and it's it costs i don't know five euros per month, then you know it's much harder to get to that point of two hundred fifty I think it's maybe easier not easier, but it's I think it's a different you know it's it's I think that's why we we've always made money because our product is more expensive than an app, but then you know. We're, of course, going to do the app because at some point it's hopefully it's going to have um, lots of people who subscribe to it. And then there's just a, a constant income of the monthly subscriptions. But. Yeah, and we haven't even studied uh, business. <laughs> We're just um, well yeah, I would say that works life.
0: out pretty good pretty good for you um, um yeah uh, I'll just uh thinking out loud because that fascinated me all the time uh when uh, you know all the time that we know each other as, as the companies is that um that you know as a as a digital business bot we'll you know digital only and so on uh, we understand how hard it is to uh, develop software and so on and so forth and uh, still uh, like a negative cash flow business but uh you know in your case it's completely different so i guess my question is what what else are you expecting from the app i mean what you know is it like a scaling that you are uh, trying to reach with the app is it the amount? is it like maybe internationalization what is what is your expectations
1: yeah well it's definitely scaling because like i said like the 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 book box that we do, it's mostly bought by schools and kindergartens and some you know, families also buy it, but of course it's, it's expensive. So the app would mean that a lot of people who maybe can't afford like the whole book collection can afford five years or, or whatever, 10 years a month to get the subscription and to learn. So it's much cheaper and so it's affordable for more people. So we do think that we're just going to grow our customer base with the app and then of course going international is definitely on our agenda but sign language is different in every country so we can't just you know just take all the animations that we have and just say well you can use it in the US too we'd actually have to you know change the contents of the app um, but that's definitely something we want to do, and it's um, it's something we will do, but that's going to be at a much later point. Um, right now we're we're still focusing on 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 the German market, but it's um, yeah, it's a it's a big goal for our future. Um, yeah, but no, growing our customer base by by you know. Getting everyone, giving everyone a way to to learn the signs in a playful way for people who are on a budget. Um, yeah.
0: Okay, makes makes all sense, and maybe kind of like an intro um, introduction to this whole topic. And you're, yeah. you're you're of course planning also to like a, a back channel uh, maybe right from the app, and then you buy the physical book, right? So this is yeah, or of-
1: well, actually the other way around because we were always thinking well. At some point, we're just gonna have to stop with the books. I mean, who can have more than three hundred books? It's just crazy. It's it's more meant for really small children or people to get excited about the whole topic, and then in the app they can actually dive into it way deeper. And we'll be able to, you know, have thousands of different um signs in the app, and and then yeah, that was kind of the thought to kind of maybe you you. You get people's excitement by the books because they're really playful and fun, and then for everyone who wants to learn more, they can download the app.
0: Yeah, that that makes total sense. And the app, uh, the app will be, uh, so basically, um, some kind of animation or videos and whatever, which uh, where I can learn, um, you know, uh, yeah. language, right?
1: Yeah, basically, it's it's the same illustrations that we use in the books they're just digitally Mm -hmm. animated and Mm -hmm. and and but Mm -hmm. yeah but it's the same i mean yeah okay
0: but it will have have your unique kind of feel because i think Yeah, yeah, yeah you know differentiates you is like you know how good how uniquely um yeah what's the word um you know it's it looks so good that you want to learn it, right? So it's not, it's yeah. not usually usually everything that has to be do with accessibility. It's just you look at it and say, even if I needed to learn it, that, wow! Uh, I mean, that yes. looks so ugly, like um, like an you know, Soviet Soviet uh, illustration book. It looks so <laughs> ugly, but you know, in in your <laughs> case, it looks so beautiful. You know those books, and that is, I think, the design language that you are going to transfer in the app, right?
1: Yeah, totally. So the design is going to be exactly the same as it is in the books. And actually one parent once told us that they, you know, they were so happy about the books and also its design. And and they said, children, especially children with disability, they also have a right to learn with well-designed books. You can't, and, and then the, the, the efficiency of of learning is so much is so much bigger because if something looks nice to you and you want to spend time looking at it, you're just gonna use it much more, and you're you're gonna learn quicker because you know in all the books, all our characters they they look different. It's like we have hundreds of different characters, and they're each unique and they each kind of have something that you know like like for example the flip book that explains to you how to do the sign for cow. Cow goes like this. And then the character has like has like a t-shirt that has like the little black and white cow thing. So, so it looks like a cow, but, but basically, so they're very well designed and um, thought through. And that also helps the kids to to really remember all the signs. It's It sticks in your head and you won't get it out.
0: So I guess uh, we uh, we are at the point of USB right what is your unique uh, selling proposition and I guess you know design and how uh, how you did it and now you you go in with app, with that are there any competition out there you know what is uh, what is your strategy on that
1: Yeah um there's actually um there are a bunch of apps for sign language but they're all um they're all using videos of actual people who do the signs, which is totally fine as well. I mean, absolutely. But we always have, you know, illustrated animated tiny figures. So it's, I would say it's more kid friendly the way that we do it. Cause it's like, you know, it's like an animation film and children may, you know, if, I mean, if the person who does the sign Maybe looks kind of not nice, you know. Has like a, I don't know. <laughs> maybe he's not looking too nice to the kid. Then maybe the kid doesn't want to look at it. Um, you know, with with kids, everything it's it's good if it's colorful and 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 just light and nice. And I think that's maybe why those apps are. I mean, great for adults who want to learn it, but but our main target group are our children and and so we think our our animations are great for children
0: okay i get it yeah 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 makes all sense yes yes so when when is the app uh out so when when is your big uh, release date
1: next month
0: wow yeah. okay yeah Very...
1: we've actually we with that app we've been um because you know the app was we first had it just as kind of like a uh like an like a how do you say it? what's like a dictionary yeah like a dictionary mm-hmm. we had a dictionary of um all the signs that we had so basically you would open our our app that only we had on our phone and then and then you could you know in alphabetical order you would see the different signs and you could click on them and then see the animation and then we we're always like oh this is this is just too boring, we we want something else. And then you have all these amazing um, apps for learning other languages like Duolingo or Bubble. And they're all like, you know, they're so much more fun because they have these cute little, like in Duolingo, it has this cute little owl that kind of leads you through everything. And you play games by learning. Um, and we thought, oh, we, we really have to create like something that's just more like a game and less like just a dictionary. So we um we had over you know over the course of this year we had so many interviews with um with teachers, with parents, um with kindergarten teachers just to really find out what do they want in this app? What's really important? Um so we started in February <laughs> and then we kind of turned everything, you know, it, I mean design is one of our, you know, our, our the one of the things we're really, really proud of. So of course the app would have to to really um be in that kind of design that we want. So we've just been designing and then and then checking oh do you understand this? is this good and just but sp- been going back and forth. So we're definitely not releasing like a, like an MVP, <laughs> that MVP we had, we never released, which is maybe not the way other startups do it. Um, we, I guess we just didn't feel comfortable with that. Anyway, so now we're releasing an app with games, with a dictionary, with a way for kids who can't read yet to still navigate in the app just by using the symbols. And um, yeah, and, and it's just going to have all the features that our target group wishes to have so that's why it took so long <laughs> but um yeah no we're, we're on the right track
0: okay very exciting very exciting and in terms of subscription, um so what is the, what is the business model behind the uh behind the app uh, uh, how much money do i have to like pay uh on a monthly basis to get an access or
1: yeah so we're gonna start out um with a monthly subscription that's gonna be $4.99. And we do have lots of more features planned that will probably come out in a year from now, but they're not implemented yet and we just want to want to get it out. So it's we're gonna start with $499 and then and then we'll we'll say, you know, this is kind of the reduced price for the first year because it doesn't have all the features yet. But then once we're at the point where it's just filled with features, um, it's gonna be around 9.99. And then we'll have like a yearly subscription too, that's gonna be less than the monthly subscription. And then, which is really important, we're gonna do a license for schools and kindergartens because most schools, they can't just do like a normal subscription. So we're, we're gonna do a license model as well
0: wow um, but i think that is yeah. one of one, one of the most complicated thing to do actually right uh yeah. so how did you manage to kind of manage this kind of uh, negotiations with school?
1: um we we actually we we first because we spoke to a lot of schools just it just also like in the process of finding out what they would want from this app and then it was also the the question was also about the the price model and how we could how we could create a price model that would work for schools as well so so basically the only thing that works is this license uh, this license model so so you would sell like a yearly license to schools and then they would have a license that you know maybe two or three computers can get into and then for every other computer or, or ipad or a phone you kind of have to pay a little more but that's like all the the license thing the yearly subscription that's also that's um stuff that's going to come in a year from now so we're just going to start out with the 4.99 monthly subscription and then just to have the app out there and being used and get feedback and um while we're implementing all the other features that we still want um yeah just, just just when the time's right, there's gonna be the the option for the schools as well.
0: Okay, that sounds interesting. So in terms of, uh, so there's an app, uh, when everything uh, goes according to plan, it's uh, super successful. Uh, what is your, uh, what is like a big, <laughs> what is your big uh, kind of vision for the company? So, um, you know, why? I waking up. Uh, so at the moment, okay, uh, you guys uh, somehow connect, uh, crack this code of uh, being sustainable. I don't know why, but you know, you are, <laughs> you, you are, you seem to know uh, some something that other startups don't. Okay, very good. It's already. But other than that, what you know, what what makes you uh, like uh, go to work every day? So what what is like you know the why behind behind it all? I think that is uh, the point that yeah to ask this question. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I guess like every other new startup out there, we also have nights where you really can't sleep and we think, oh my God, we're just in a, in over our heads and um, this is just all gonna crash down. And then other weeks where everything's going great. And in those weeks, it's mostly like emails or even like super sweet letters that we get from Kitas and parents who use our products. And they just say, thank you for existing and thank you for coming up with this idea. It's amazing. It's helped us so much. It's kind of just the constant feedback that we get just because people want to say, thank you. That's really um, kind of the, the fuel behind everything that we do. And, and I think it's also because especially in the, you know, when you when you look at the world of inclusion and, and, and um education and and most of this stuff is just kind of especially in the, in the in the world of children with disabilities most of the learning materials it it's mostly made by teachers themselves who have kind of who have to kind of come up with new stuff or it's made by the parents or you know it's all, all very handmade which is really nice but but that just shows you that no big other no big company ever really said okay we're going to focus on creating amazing learning material for children with disability that's also going to be fun for children without disabilities so they can all learn together and communicate together because I mean that's also something we heard right from the beginning it's like oh you have such a tiny target group and it's it's so I mean it's very sweet what you do but wouldn't this be better as like an NGO kind of project? And because I don't know why that is, but no one, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a money thing or people think you can't make any money with, with learning materials for kids with disability, but that's why there's, there's really not enough out there. And I think that's kind of why right from the beginning, we started to sell our stuff and why we made money um, just basically with our first, first edition, because there was a huge need um, here in Germany for, for exactly that. And no one met that need before. And, and we're kind of, I hope we can inspire lots of other people mm-hmm. to kind of start um, working in this area because there's still so much to do in our 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 big vision, I would say is to become a company that that focuses on on inclusion and create lots of new games or learning materials that just strengthen inclusion for everyone and makes it easier for kindergartens and schools to implement inclusion because it's still you know in a lot of institutions, they still separate kids that have a disability from kids who don't have a disability because they just don't know how to mix them and how to play games with both of them. So that's, you know, that's, that's something where we as Germany are still um not very strong. It's, it's much better in other, other countries.
0: And I guess your answer to that is it's not a problem of like you know of disability, but it's just a tech problem that you can actually solve if you if you really put your mind in. I really liked I really like your focus on uh, okay, uh, that should be actually all kids first education and not only disability kids yeah. education. yeah. And when you uh, when you look at it like that, then first of all, it is a niche market. But this is a huge market. I mean, if you ask, like, you know, every grown-up person out there, would you love to know sign language? You know, would you would you love to know? Yeah, of course. I would love to have known, you know, how, how sign language uh, works. And I think if I learned it in the kindergarten, that would be much easier for me than yeah. know, starting right now. I mean, uh, because kids, kids absorb information so fast, and it's nothing else like uh, I have a nephew in uh, Switzerland. He speaks three languages. From the get-go yeah. because you know because they just do speak several languages out there so uh i think uh, this is very similar to that why wouldn't they uh, speak a new language because especially when you do uh, when you make it so fun as a game so i think yeah that- exactly mm-hmm.
1: and that's something we also like because we do experience you know how how some people do have their reservations about teaching kids sign language when they don't need it because they say, "Well, what's if it's what if it's going to affect their ability to speak? Will they just not speak anymore?" And it's just it's just
0: Wow. It's just there bullshit, are people like really. that. Wow. And
1: then, yeah, people are like that. And then wow. we just say, "Well, in your daily life, you kind of, you know, you use your hands to to make gestures, and if you ask a really tiny kid if if he or she wants to go to sleep, you would also, oh, you want to sleep? And, I, and then we're like, well, that's also a sign. That's how you do sleep. And so that's kind of how we try to tell them, you can just, you know, just just think of it as you can, of course, that's also, there's, this is what I'm gonna have to say to, to cause you know, there's sign language that people who are deaf, um, use of course and it, it's it's like they have thousands of signs and they have their own grammar and what we do is try to teach kids like the few signs of sign language like you know to just get across their the wishes basics. and needs yeah okay yeah so it's so it's basically what we do is sign supported language so so we say like if you ask the kid um do you want to play with the ball you would you would say the sentence and then and then sign playing and ball so the kid understands oh so this is what it's about so it's not the the whole concept of science it's it's more science supported language which which makes it even easier because you would just really not have to have to know that many signs just signs for the basic needs of kids and and remember them and i mean eating and drinking it's it's you know
0: that is, you wouldn't that even is need actually, to learn that that is very, actually a very smart idea kind of to introduce the subset of a language and say okay if we all knew the sub even the subset then it would already make a, such a huge difference for for the yeah. community for everyone else i mean i would feel better yeah. if i knew a new language or even a small amount of uh, new languages Ooh,
1: yeah
0: great checkbox uh, on my personal list yeah, um, totally. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. You know, I, lo- I love the I love the idea how, how you have a much broader kind of sense than only these books, and that you want to really change the whole way maybe how people um, not only educated but how people play uh, and and so on with each other and the games and so on. I, I love I love the idea, and uh, I guess yeah, I'm very very excited about about your uh, your uh, your future. I'm um, very emotionally invested in the company. <laughs> okay, um, uh, maybe uh, the last final words where, where people can uh, can find you, where people can download the app uh, once uh, when it's available. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so um, the best way to find us is on our website. It's it's uh, talking hands So it's kind of a long but you'll get it or you just type we'll in put talking it in hands in the description. In Google. Of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um and then we'll we'll be on the app store and at the Play Store with um with with the app. Um, so
0: it's gonna be called talking hands or something like that, right?
1: Yes, it's gonna okay. be called talking hands. Okay.
0: Yeah we will um we'll after we publish the episode and after the app is there um by the time you watch it of course uh, just look at the description there'll be links to the stores and yeah um yeah perfect wow yes. um, thank you very much Maria uh for such a great time uh I had a yeah it was a blast I think uh, to think uh, differently and uh yeah to think about um, how to build um sustainable startups from the start <laughs> and
1: uh, <laughs> well we hope it stays that way we've just that been. it will
0: i i, I hope uh, <laughs> the way, uh, the way uh, you guys operate uh what what we learned this um this episode is great yeah thank you so much uh, it was um, it was a pleasure to talk to you and uh yeah wish you luck Likewise. Uh, and of course uh yeah waiting for this app uh to um um to go live yeah